Radio. The Journey with Dave and Dodsey, an initiative of the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong and Pulse 94.1. Well, g'day, and thank you very much for joining us on another edition of The Journey, a show that's been picked up in Christian radio stations right around Australia, is being listened to increasingly by people through live streaming, they're listening to it as podcasts, and it's being promoted all around the country in lots and lots of different organisations. We've hit November, and where on earth is the year going? Time is just flying by, and while I'm not wishing my life away, I'm very conscious of the fact that we're quickly drawing to the end of the year, and Christmas is just around the corner. Time to slow things down just a little bit, and perhaps listening to this week's show is one way you can do that, and think about some of the things that really do matter in our lives, in this great gift of faith that we've been given in Jesus. We've got a fantastic show lined up for you today. We're going to be hearing from Sister Hilda Scott. As usual, we're going to hear from Trish McCarthy. Pleased to be able to say that we've got Bruce Downs on the show this week. Haven't heard from Bruce for a couple of weeks. He's a busy, busy man. And we just love the fact that he's so invested in supporting the journey and making sure that people are hearing some elements of the great message of hope that he gives to so many people live around the country and and via his TV show on, on Christian TV as well. His theme is inspiring you to dream, and and that's exactly what he does. So we're going to hear from Bruce. We're also going to hear from a great mate of mine, Sam Clear, one of those individuals who you meet in life and just go, wow, how can someone be that gifted, that talented, that capable? He's a man who's so committed to Christian unity, and if you haven't heard his story before, well, in a nutshell, he's a guy who decided one day after a whole lot of prayer and a whole lot of discernment, I'm going to walk around the world for Christian unity. And if I come to a church, I'm going to knock on the door, I'm going to say, hi, I'm Sam Clear, I'm from Australia, I'm walking around the world, will you pray for me, for Christian unity? He got some funny responses right around the world, he got some beautiful responses right around the world too. And he's got a great lesson for us today, one that you could really line up very much with, perhaps some of the things that Jesus said, particularly around that notion of the story of the Good Samaritan. He learnt something significant from some Muslims as he was walking around the world and the way that they treated him. He learnt some things that really took him by surprise. Of course, we've got all of this fantastic music that Nick Weir, our sound editor, picks out each week, loves his Christian music, and he's got a great selection of music picked out for us this week. Now, this Sunday is actually the 31st Sunday in ordinary time right around the world in terms of the gospel readings that are set down for, for today. And we're really lucky to have Father Michael Fallon provide us with the input this week. Father Michael is a world-renowned scripture scholar. He has literally written a commentary on every single book in the Bible. He's a man of great learning man of great wisdom, and he's got a great voice too. His words just reach into your soul and your heart and you, you can't help but listen. So let's get into it. We'll hear from Father Michael. Great show lined up this week. Thanks very much for joining us. Faith, hope, love and life. You've joined us on the journey. Here's this week's Reflection on the Gospel. This week's Gospel comes from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 11, verses 25 to 30. It's one of the most beautiful passages in Matthew's Gospel. We're given a glimpse into Jesus' heart as from his lips bursts a prayer to his Father of thanksgiving and praise. Jesus' heart is heavy, for in the previous scenes he has experienced rejection from the religious leaders. This rejection reminds us of the plea of God expressed by Isaiah in chapter 65, I was ready to be sought out by those who did not ask to be found by those who did not seek. I said, here I am, here I am, to a nation that did not call on my name. I held out my hands all day to a rebellious people. 
In rejecting Jesus, the religious leaders who fancy themselves as wise and intelligent are rejecting the God he is revealing to them, the God who loves them as a father. They prefer to stay with the God of control, God of power, the power and control which, as leaders, they fancy themselves as sharing. This weighs heavily on Jesus' heart, but his prayer is one of profound joy for the simple, ordinary people who are welcoming his message. Listening to Jesus, they're being freed from the burden of a controlling, punishing God as they learn to share Jesus' own conviction that God is a loving Father. Jesus invites them, he invites us, to come out from under the heavy yoke of distorted religious teaching and to come to him. Life will still have its burdens, its disappointments, its sufferings, its yoke, but we are not to, we're not left alone to carry it. We have a God who fills us with and surrounds us with love. Jesus himself will share the yoke with us. The God experienced by Jesus and revealed by him is a God who hears the cry of the poor and wants nothing more than to take people into his embrace. In promising his disciples rest for their souls, Jesus is promising them a share in his own intimate communion with God. I'm Michael Fallon. More scripture study material, text or audio is available on my website, mbfallon.com. Faith, hope, love and life. This is The Journey. Together on The Journey. Faith, hope and love for life in all its fullness. Here's Sister Hilda with Wisdom from the Abbey. There's a story told of a particular tribe in America where the young boy, in order to be a man, had to go and spend the whole night in the forest on his own. No help, nothing. Well, this young lad went out to do precisely that and I don't have to elaborate on the fear that the poor chap would have felt. Finally, he backed himself up against a tree and waited for the night to go and somewhere in that night he fell asleep amid all his fears. The next morning when he woke up, of course, life looked very different indeed. And when he looked behind the tree, there where he'd spent the night, there was his father with his bow and arrow. The message is clear, isn't it? I don't care if you're a man or not, you're my son first. If anything happens to you, I'm here. Things happen to you and me as well hard things, things that really throw us, things that change our lives. God, with his bow and arrow, is waiting behind every single one of those events. God looks at you and me and simply says, I don't care whether you're a success or not. I don't care whether you make the grade or not. You belong to me and I care what happens to you. Take heart, I beg you, take heart. And if this week something horrible happens, look behind the tree, because God will be there. Welcome back to The Journey. I'm Jude Hennessy. Thanks very much for joining us on this week's show. And we just had the great privilege in joining in some of the wisdom that Sister Hilda brings to us each and every week from the Abbey. She's a woman who dedicates herself to prayer, gets up in the middle of the night and reads the scriptures and prays and No wonder, the wisdom just oozes out of every word that she speaks. 
And that little story was all about the Native American. And now it's time for Milk and Honey with Trish McCarthy. Walking through a busy shop a few weeks ago, I was pleasantly surprised by a particular experience. As we shuffled round, it came to a bottleneck, and I had to excuse myself and squeeze through the fast-closing gap of feet and shoulders. As one lady moved aside to make more room, I thanked her, and her reply was one I had not encountered before. My pleasure, she said. My pleasure. It was her pleasure to make way for me. Someone she didn't know, hadn't met, would never see again. She took delight in being able to serve me. Imagine the difference it could make if we could take that attitude into all those little things in life. When God asks us in our hearts to forgive someone, and we feel we can't, it would be my pleasure. When someone asks us to go beyond what we think we can give, like a lift that extends our journey by an extra 10 minutes, it would be my pleasure. To get up and go for a run to strengthen my body when I don't feel like it, it would be my pleasure. This may seem a little abstract or even silly, but it's worth playing with and see if it resonates with you. Coming to a deeper appreciation of who I am has had a lot to do with entertaining and playing with different attitudes and concepts until I find the ones that fit. Have fun today and genuinely smile inside and out when you get the chance to say out of love, it's my pleasure. You're listening to The Journey, great Christian radio for the whole family. Welcome back to The Journey. I hope you're enjoying this week's show wherever you are right around the country. Big cheerio to our many, many listeners down there in Victoria, whether you've been Bendigo, Aubrey, Wodonga, in the Gippsland region. It's great to have you guys listening in. Of course, we've got really loyal listeners right throughout the Illawarra. Plenty of guys listening in up north as well. Cheerio to Werner and the guys up there at Port Macquarie. Thanks for being such great supporters of the show and Christian Unity, just reaching out and, and in unity, drawing people into faith in Jesus. Trish McCarthy and her story that she called My Pleasure, all about gratitude and just how gratitude really greases everyone's wheels. What grace-filled days we live when we, when we do so graciously and with gratitude for everyone around us and gratitude for our God. And now, inspiring you to dream, here's Bruce Downs, The Catholic Guy. What does it mean for a man to be wise? And what does it take for a man to be honest? True, most of us think they are basically honest, and most of us do not believe ourselves to be fools. We believe that we are careful, responsible adults. And we believe that, as our basic moral principles tells us, it's good to tell the truth. So we do, at least most of the time. However, we know deep down that as honest as we may believe ourselves to be with others, it's with ourselves that honesty often becomes the most difficult. That is why I find these words from one of history's greatest teachers so fascinating. Socrates said that the honest man is always a child, because it's not thinking of ourselves as wise that makes us wise, and it's not imagining ourselves to have learned that makes us knowledgeable, and it's not looking for ourselves as a grown-up that makes us role models. The wise man knows that he is still a fool. An educated man keeps learning because he knows that there's an ocean of knowledge he doesn't have. What if rather than starting with what we do know, and what we can do already, and what problems we can solve, we started with what we have yet to learn. What a sense of wonder we would have. And it's in Jesus and it's in God that we can begin. Why don't you join me at thecatholicguy.com where you'll be inspired to dream. Together on the journey, faith, hope and love for life in all its fullness. Now let's live the gospel with Pete Gilmore. 
After Jesus rose from the dead, he did some pretty amazing things. He appeared and he disappeared at will. He walked into rooms, even though the doors were locked. And yet on Easter Sunday morning, an angel rolled away the stone. In the artistic world, we have many great images of the stone rolled away and Jesus walking triumphantly out of the tomb, usually donned in dazzling white robes, gazing slightly upwards with a regal glow. The implication is that, like someone waiting for an elevator door to open, Jesus stood in the tomb wondering just when that angel was going to turn up. Was the stone rolled away for Jesus, though? For someone who could appear and disappear whenever he wanted, a, a simple stone seemed a trivial barrier. I don't think the stone was rolled away so Jesus could get out. It was rolled away so we could see in so that we would know that he is risen, so that we would know a rescue has taken place. In our lives, sometimes we have a habit of trying to tell people about the ways God has rescued us, when often the best way is just to show them the empty tomb, stone rolled away, sorry, no death here, busy living life. This Easter, let's pray that our lives, just like the empty tomb in the gospel, are evidence of hope for the whole world. God bless. You're listening to The Journey, great Christian radio for the whole family. Welcome back to The Journey. Thanks for joining us on this week's show. That was Peter Gilmore. He's one of our favourites on the show. He's been with us right from the start. And this week he reminded us about the Easter experience, the stone being rolled away, and the sort of joy that should lead us to live our lives with if we really know the truth of the resurrection in our lives. Thanks, Pete Gilmore. Always good to have your stuff included in any program of The Journey. And also great to have in there that champion fella, Bruce Downs, talking to us all about wisdom and honesty. Bruce Downs, inspiring us to dream, as always. Time for a bit of a break now, but after that we'll be heading into hearing Sam Clear's message for us this week. As I said right at the top of the show, he's got a message to us which is not that different to the very clear message Jesus gave us in the parable of the Good Samaritan. Intrigued? Keep listening. Faith, hope, love and life. You've joined us on this week's journey. Walking the Walk, here's Sam Clear. Hi, I'm Sam Clear for Walking the Walk. We live in troubled times and perhaps more than ever we are faced with the dilemma of But Lord, who is my neighbour? When Jesus told the story of the Good Samaritan, it was not an easy parable for the listeners to swallow. We can sugarcoat the parable by convincing ourselves that Samaritans are like the homeless on our streets, the sick in our hospitals, or people we just find a little bit annoying. But for a Jew and a Samaritan to extend the hand of hello neighbour was about as confronting as you could possibly imagine. Can I share a story from the Walk for One? From 2006 to 2008, I walked around the world stopping at every church I passed to invite them to pray for complete unity, as Jesus did in John 17. In doing so, I met Catholics, Orthodox, Baptists, Pentecostals, Free Evangelicals, Anglicans and Episcopalians, plus a whole list of other Protestant and non-denominational Christians. The reception varied massively, from beautiful hospitality to verbal and physical abuse. Every group at some point received me, and every group at some point rejected me, except for one. It still causes me to pause a little every time I say this, but there was one group that had a 100% strike rate 
when it came to hospitality. It was the Muslims. Ouch. I was rejected at some point by every Christian group, by my own people. And yet the Muslims I met, who I wasn't even taking the mission to, took me in every time. One man walked with me a few kilometres to show me the right way. Another, a nine-year-old, organised my accommodation. When Jesus asks us to love one another as he has loved us, he includes our neighbours. In a world that's strung up on being a witness of being right to one another, we can easily lose sight of being a witness of love. How difficult that is, particularly in these times. Love and truth go hand in hand, never separate, and love hurts. But the Holy Spirit empowers us, guides us, and comforts us. I met many Christians while walking around the world, but I didn't always encounter love. It's a tough journey we're on. I'm Sam Clear for Walking the Walk. For more on the walk around the world for unity, go to walkforone.com. You're listening to The Journey, great Christian radio for the whole family. Welcome back to The Journey. Great story from Sam Clear, the guy who walked around the world for Christian unity. And he gives all Christians a really clear message about something that he learned from some Muslims as he was walking around the world. Some generosity, some hospitality that he certainly didn't receive in all parts of the world from Christians as he was going around asking them to pray for Christian unity. Really encourage you to give us some feedback about the show whenever you like. Just head to our Facebook page, just look for The Journey Catholic Radio in your search engine. This show is growing in popularity right around the country. And why wouldn't it be when you've got inputs like Sam Clear, Sister Hilda, Trish McCarthy, Bruce Downs, the list goes on and on and on. Next week we're doing it all again and we've got a brilliant interview for you next week. In recent years I've come to know a guy called Robbie Curtis, both through some outreach and ministry that we've been doing and some formation for teachers. And this guy's connected with the Emmanuel community up in Brisbane and he started an organisation called Blind Eye. Isn't that a great name, Blind Eye? You know exactly what that organisation is going to be about because of their name. They don't turn a blind eye to anything. Reaching out to those who are obvious in our cities, and our urban areas, reaching out and giving help to the most vulnerable. Really looking forward to sharing that interview with you next week. And, and Robbie Curtis is a champion. You won't meet a more authentic person than this guy. Loves his God. So committed to Christ. And absolutely committed to living that out in the way that he engages with and gives hope to some of the neediest in our society. So Robbie Curtis and Blind Eye will be hearing all about them next week. Thanks for joining us this week. I pray God's blessing very much be upon you as you you journey through another week. Thanks for listening into the show. We'll be here to do it all again. Faith, hope, love and life. You've been listening to The Journey. The Journey is produced by Jude Hennessy and edited by Nicholas Weir from the Office of the Bishop in the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong. You have been listening to The Journey on cradio.org.au. You can listen into The Journey in Wollongong by tuning in to Pulse 94.1 on Sundays from 11am to 12pm or Wednesdays from 10 to 11pm. And you can tune in from anywhere else in the world through the Pulse 94.1 website or streaming on Cradio on Sundays from 8 to 9pm. To find all the episodes of The Journey, And for more shows, talks and interviews, visit cradio.org.au.